word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. The words of the day. Since we still have yet to update that imaging, I'm just going to stop saying that because I don't think we're ever going to update the imaging. It's done. It's final. It's done. Uh, first word of the day is going to be umami. U-M-A-M-I. A strong, meaty taste. Whoa. Often considered to be one of the basic taste sensations along with sweet, sour, bitter, and salty imparted by glutamate and certain other amino acids. I did not know that we had a meaty taste bud. Did not, did not know <laughs> that. The more you know. Umami. And Flan, your word of the day, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. So fly, fly my face. Uh, is T-T-Y-F-A-L. So it's just a, it's a nice little shorthand acronym. Talk to your fat ass later. So there you go. Yeah. T-T-Y-F-A-L. But you're going to the gym later, so you're good. You're covered. You don't have to worry about it. All right. Uh, great show today. Would it be anything less than that? I don't think we'd be sitting here. So we got a lot to get to. We have an interview with Bethany Cotting. She was very nice uh, to take some time out and let us talk to her. We had talked to her brother last episode. It's, it's basically both these guys were just like, hey, we're going to turn into endurance athletes. It's like, well, let's get inside their, their heads and find out what's going on. So we've got that. And then... We've, we've got even more. Perry just texted me saying he's dead. I don't think he's recovered from Coachella yet either. I'm like at 80% oh. right now. Okay. <coughs> All right. Well, thank you. You're playing. When, when did he get back? You're playing hurt. Uh, I don't know. He said, had to work from home today. Ended up sleeping all day. Mm. <laughs> okay. Good for Perry. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Mm. My name is Jeff Woodworth. I am joined in the garage by my friend and co-host, Brennan Flanagan. Hello. How's it going, Flan? It's going good. It's going good? Yes. All right, let's get things started right away with... With Alpha, Beta... 
and Zeta. Shout out to X for that little clip right there. Nice. Poorly produced. But yes, <laughs> that was that, poorly produced on my part, not on X's part. That is from his song, Hennessy. Make sure you check it out. Flan, please give us your alpha, beta, zeta. Uh, the most al- alpha thing you've seen. Oh, uh, alpha was YG. YG is the uh, most alpha thing I've ever seen. Straight since to I, Coachella. Since I saw Travis Scott. Okay. Ooh, does, who's better? Who's a better live performer, YG or Travis Scott? They're tied. Ooh, okay. Tied. There can only tied. be one. No, they're, they're 1A and 1B, both. Like, so YG's performance? It was the craziest thing ever. Actually, I'd probably give it to YG just because of the fact that when I saw YG, he brought out Tyga, and Tyga played the, uh, his song Taste. And then he brought out Big Sean and 2 Chains for the song Big Bank. And when he brought Big out Big, when he brought Big Sean, uh, Big Sean, I absolutely just lost it. Fanboy or fanboy? Fanboy. Fanboy. All right. Um, sure. Yeah, that was, one of, that was one of the coolest things I, I saw, though, over the weekend. That was probably the best set. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you do not understand. The video that Flant sent me before YG started to perform was a nice little Nipsey Hustle tribute. Did you watch the full video, like, after the song went on and how crazy it got? No, because you only sent me... I only got two minutes and 20 seconds of the video. I sent you the whole thing. I only got a, I only got a video that was 220. So I, I get sent to, you a video that's 247. I see. I that's what I was gonna get at. Is that the the Nip tribute plays, and then at the very end he cues on BPT. Yeah. And it starts, and you lose your shit. Yeah. Then I, okay. s- I stopped right there. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. gonna lose my phone if I keep recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just jumping around, and then the screen got really <laughs> shaky. I could understand the words and the music because obviously I've heard it before, but it was just like, oh, okay, this is where we lose him, and right into the mosh pit. So, oh yeah. The thing is awesome that, that, that it was me, my buddy Bob, and Tone. And we were like the craziest dudes in, the, in our area. And when we started jumping around, everyone, like all the 20 people around us, even probably more, were starting jumping around. So this, the biggest mosh pit in the world just formed. So you guys are trendsetters. Uh, we, were, we, oh, were, okay. we were killing it. It's twice now I've forgotten to take the battery out of the goddamn phone. <laughs> but oh well. All right. Uh, on the beta, the beta list. Beta list is for this weekend becomes uh, Childish Gambino because. Um, he literally, he literally played before he did his set at Coachella. He had a, he had a video where he started bashing all the fans at Coachella because the, all the people at Coachella said he's not a headliner and his music isn't good. Oh, okay. So he just started bashing everybody that's watching him. That's not a good way to start <laughs> off the, uh, the Coachella festivities there, Mr. Gambino. And, um, I mean, his set was good, but it's not one of my kind of music. And, um, uh, but that was very, very beta of him. Very beta. Very beta. Would, but, but also... He played This Is America, and that was fun, but... Low-key alpha was he was giving out free pairs of his bummy-ass-looking Adidas if you had your airdrop on. I heard about My that. My airdrop was on, but he didn't give it. It's only, it's like, the first, like, 200. It's probably because you called him a beta, so that's why you didn't huh. get the airdrop. So. There's also probably about 50,000, 70,000 people watching him, so... <laughs> Jeez, that's a lot. Um, well, there's okay. 125,000 at the event. I wonder if that was bigger than when DMX performed in the in front of the entire world in like Scotland. Well, or they they have, do you know what video have, I'm talking about? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. they DMX? have six stages there, so they're not oh, all 125 okay. that at the thing. Unless it's like Eminem or Beyonce, when everyone's there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, not everyone's there. <laughs> okay, uh, and your Zeta, the weirdest thing that you saw this weekend. Weirdest thing I saw this weekend. To, oh, <laughs> um, that's a funny story actually. The Zeta move on the girls' part. Oh, okay. very alpha though on my friend's part. Uh oh, what happened? So I didn't know him before, but I met a I, I met a guy named Zoe through my buddy Bob. Shout out Zoe! Shout out Bob! Zoe's, Shout out Zoe's Zoe. a cool guy, and uh, he made the weekend extra extra fun, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, 
So there's <laughs> this girl on day three. She just yacked her brains out all over the uh, gar- beer garden floor because she just drank way too much. And uh, Zoe <laughs> grabs his phone, takes a picture of her. Like he's like standing like five feet away, takes a picture of her. Her friend sees Zoe take a picture. She re- she runs over to Zoe and says, delete that now. Delete that picture. Delete it. Delete it. So I was like, okay, god damn, girl. So <laughs> he deletes it. And she's like, no, you didn't delete it. I was like, yeah, I did. Look at my phone. I'm like, no, go to your recently deleted pictures and delete off the recently oh. deleted. <laughs> So, wow. so psycho. So she goes. He goes. That deletes it. And then as she's like, "Okay, thank you. Don't ever do that again. That's very rude of you." So like, sorry. She turns around, starts walking back to her friends, or just takes a picture, takes them up, takes a picture of her again, then walks away. That's pretty alpha. Pretty alpha. <laughs> pretty so. alpha. So but yeah. So the Zeta was the the chicks at the bar. Weird. Actually, it's that, and then also the other very Zeta thing was all the girls that you literally paid four hundred bucks to make it and turn Coachella into an Instagram model shoot. Ah, uh, yes, music. IG models. They're very pretty, though. I'm not gonna lie, but. <laughs> it was. It was like you'd literally Very walk. Nice to look at. You'd literally walk around. You have. They have their gay friends just like following Whoa, around, taking pictures. Blah, 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 blah. Literally, was that? Was that? Okay, no, okay. Not gonna lie. I'm not, uh, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Okay. It was. Whoa, that like, was. We could have gone with the whole. They had flowers in their hair. They were wearing oversized sunglasses, sundresses. Some not wearing very many clothes at all. Some guys were just wearing leotards. Ooh, okay. Hey, bigger set. <laughs> that, bigger set than me, though. I'll, I'll. I'll admit to that. Okay. Uh. Next up, the talking points. Thank you for your alpha beta zeta, as always. We'll yes. get that next episode as well. Uh, talk- you, I got a question for you. Go ahead. On your live reaction to this, this this picture on Twitter. Come over here. Actually, no, wait. Have you seen the meme of the dragon from uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. All right. I want you to, <laughs> I want you to look at it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> this ah! one. <laughs> Exactly what they're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it's, it's bad. Yeah, that's but, the, that's the one where, where that's the one I where she's like, I'm not, the, I'm not that type of girl. <laughs> and then ten seconds later, right? That's what it was. That's what it was yeah. referencing. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Seen that meme on the Too interwebs. Funny. All right. Thank you. No, again, thank you for and thank you to the listener <laughs> for hanging in there. Thank you to you listening right now for hanging in there for that all 45 five, seconds of all awful. Five of them. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Uh, talking points. The NFL schedule finally was finally released today. It actually just happened. Um, let's take a look. Any notable games? I was kind of pissed. I want to go see the uh, Niners play the Browns, but they're playing Monday night, and uh, I can't make that. Then. Oh, but you know what's an even bigger deal? Week three, opening game, opening home game for the 49ers in Santa Clara. Are you buying the tickets? Or what do you mean am I buying the tickets? Let me get it out first. They play the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, are you buying the whole group, the tickets, and we just Venmo you? or how's Oh, I don't go? do Venmo, bro. I do call hard cash. I'm old school like that. Okay, I needed well. a brown paper bag at an undisclosed location at if around 4 do, o'clock. you better be on the right side of the stadium. Yeah, shade. I am. I'm <laughs> going to be very conscious of that. But like I said, no nosebleeds, but we're also not going to be sitting field side because I'll make that much money. All right, uh, I have here a definitive list, the top nine primetime games, according to NFL.com. Week 11, a Thursday night game, my Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland. That'd be interesting. Number eight, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. This one is in Mexico. Remember last time the Chiefs tried to play the Rams in Mexico, didn't work out. This one will again be on Monday night. That's week 11 as well. Week seven, the Colts play at the Chiefs. Week five. And that'll be a Sunday night game. 
And then number six, you have the Cowboys at the Bears. That is uh, Thursday, December 5th, uh, week 14. Week 16, this is number five. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. And then number four, Dallas Cowboys at the New Orleans Saints. Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. That's the opening kickoff game. Second most intriguing matchup, they say, on primetime is the Los Angeles Rams at the Cleveland Browns. That's week three. Mm. We'll be in Santa Clara. No big deal. And then number one is the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs in week eight. I uh, don't exactly know why. Oh, well, I know why. Aaron Rodgers is going up against Patrick Mahomes, so everybody's going to lose their collective minds when that happens. But that's cool. It's not going to be as big of a duel as Big Ben going up against Jimmy G and watching Big Ben get the get the better of him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no. No, I don't. Yeah, you I don't. don't pay okay. attention. Cool. Uh, <laughs> what do you th- what do you think the Niners schedule or what do you think the Niners record is going to be gut reaction? Have you seen their schedule? I've only looked like five games, so. Okay, well, guess what we're going to do? 9 and 7. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, 9 and 7 10 6 competing for a wild card spot. Week 1 at Tampa Bay. Win or loss? Win like one of the worst teams in the league. That could be a tie. Uh 49ers Against the Bengals week two. Win. At Cincinnati. That should be a win. Let me tell you, just from, you know. You're getting all the You're AFC. You're probably n- 2-0. You get all the AFC North games out of the way real fast. Jeez. Actually, not even real fast because you don't play the. Oh, yeah, you did play the Ravens. Okay. Uh, week three, hosting the Steelers. Ooh, that's an afternoon game, 125. That's a loss. Uh, and then you got the Browns coming. That's the Monday Night Football game. You think you can beat the Browns this year? Um... I think there's a good chance there would be a lot of hype with the Browns. Seems like every team with a lot of hype always turns out not as good as you think with like a the Niners. Um, Browns will be the same way. I would take a win. Okay, so right now three and one with a loss to Steelers. We've agreed on that. Uh, and then a week five against LA, the Rams loss. loss. Okay, so three and two. Uh, week six against the R words in Washington. Win. Should be a win. They don't even know who their quarterback is. Case Keenum's not a real quarterback. Hopefully, at that game, that'd be cool. Right, four two. Four and two right now. You're saying you're gonna be at that game? Hopefully. Oh, okay. Four My and two. Live in DC. Oh, shout out to the Fryling. Frylings. Okay. I was about to question mark. Huh? Uh, and then you hosting the Panthers. Uh, loss. So what are we at now? Three and four. Four and three. Four and three. Sorry, math hard. And then uh, you go to Arizona. That's a win. That uh-huh. should be a win. We don't even know what the Cardinals are. At. So now we're at five and three. Oh, and then you get the Cardinals back to back after a bye. Get win here. So you you go you travel to Arizona on Halloween and then you have I think that's a Thursday night game and then um, you have a week off your bye week and then you host the Cardinals again so you'll be five and three then you play against the Packers but you're hosting the Packers what do you think a loss ooh okay and then against the Ravens in Baltimore loss at New Orleans I want to lose I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to that game but loss. So probably what seven and eight now. Hosting the Falcons, I uh, win. Hosting the Rams, I got lost. They're just two. They're so good still. And then you wrap up the year traveling to Seattle. Win. Fuck the Seahawks. Real, that's now that's peculiar. Where? Why are you only playing the Seahawks once on the schedule? That doesn't make any sense. Is that really your thing? I'm looking right now. Did I say the Seahawks twice? Yeah. What? It says you only play the Seahawks once. I count all the games they play. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh, okay, we missed a game with the Seahawks then. I don't know why that's not showing up. What week would it be? Uh that looks like it's your last game of the year on the twenty ninth. Don't they have one game with Seahawks? They have a game on the Monday night. Yeah, really? Did I read over that? Nah, I didn't read over it. Interesting. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. Monday night game with the Seahawks on ESPN. You right away. It's like in the middle of the season. No. Yeah. Because you go Rams, R words, Panthers. Seattle, November 11th. Oh, okay. So that was omitted. That's where I thought. So you have the Seahawks squeezed in between the Cardinals. Okay. All right. And then uh, looking at the Steelers' schedule, I'm thinking 16 and 0. So no big deal. Of course. No. <laughs> 10 and 6. I'll give them 10 and 6. They got something to prove this year. So. I'm excited. I can't wait for week three, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get just drunk enough to where I'm going to be, like, politely belligerent, you know? Like, I'll, I'll be screaming, cheering on the team, but I won't be so obnoxious that I affect who's sitting behind me or around me, you know? Maybe even fake a Canadian accent while we're at it. I Sorry. Way, I was way, dropping way too many F-bombs the last game I went to the little kids around me. Oh, that's not a good <laughs> that's idea. Not good. See, the idea is to get good <laughs> enough seats where little kids ain't around, you know? Yeah. So, but, oh, well, we shall see. All right, next talking point. Uh, where were you? When the Golden State Warriors blew a 31-point lead to the Los Angeles Clippers in the, um, in the playoffs, I was on a plane, uh, it was devastating, bro. I went, I left the house to go pick up my sister from school, and because I'm a good brother, and I came back, and there was, I I was, I don't know what happened. I mean, obviously they they started to come back, but I think what it is is the Dubs' bad habits are starting to come back and bite them in the ass. They were very nonchalant during the regular season, turned the ball over a bunch, would go through some shooting streaks where the ball didn't, you know, ball didn't bounce their way, and you're just seeing all that being magnified right now in the playoffs. Although, Pat Beverly, please stop molesting Kevin Durant. Th- okay, thanks, bye. Like, did you see what was Playoff going on? Playoff basketball, baby. Did you see what was going on in game two? He was hugging him, bro. He was stuck to his hip. He was, it wasn't just one KD out there, it was one and a half KDs because Pat Beverly was just coming out of the side <laughs> of him. It didn't make sense. I was like, this this man is getting manhandled over here. I feel I feel bad for him, and uh, you know, it's. I still think that the Warriors are gonna be fun. I, I think they'll they'll advance definitely. It's the Rockets series that's gonna worry me. Um, although I hope the Jazz can give the Rockets a little bit of run for their money, wear them down, you know, low key help us out. But it, it, I knew the Clippers were scrappy. I didn't know they were gonna be this scrappy. Like 31 points down, like we're still coming back, coming for that ass, and they do it, scrappy. Okay, it was like. Very uh, worrisome, I would say. It just as a, you know, and uh, KD fouled out. Uh, Clay was minus 20 in the fourth quarter. There was 22 turnovers, 21 in game one. So that's why I'm saying the bad habits is all bad. I don't like it at all. Game three is tomorrow or Thursday. If you're listening to this, it's today. Game three. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I I think I expect I expect the game to be very close in the first half, and then in the second half, I expect the Dubs to come out and lay the wood. And just, you know, throttle them. So, uh, we got a very good game going on right now between the Pacers and the Celtics. There's a minute 13 left. It just got stopped because Al Horford's got a gash on his, uh, or a cut on his forearm. Very alpha. But uh, he's going to let it bleed. I'll play through it. Well, th- th- no blood, no foul. There's blood, so there's a foul. So, you, you got to stop there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Indiana's up 91-89 over Boston. We'll see how this one finishes. You'll be able to tell by Flan's reaction when he just... Spontaneously screams into the microphone. All right. Um, yeah, so that'll do it for the talking points. We'll get back to NBA playoffs. Actually, no, let me let me do this real quick. 
Did you see Dame Lillard and Steven Adams almost almost throw hands? Uh, they in didn't almost throw hands. Oh, I don't know, man. They're I was just saying, John. And Dame Lillard's an idiot if you even think about throwing hands. Dame at that Lillard's guy. about that life. He's from Oakland, all right. I don't think I don't think Steve Adams knows what wrath would have been coming at him if Dame Lillard decided to swing. That, that man, dude's like the biggest human being in the NBA. Probably, in the NBA. but that still would not stop Dame Lillard from coming at him. You don't put no fear in his heart whatsoever. He's from New Zealand too. I was cheering for. Oh, so that means he's just unstoppable. He's just a special. I'm just saying, I mean, uh, that as dude, Gronk I mean, would say, species, man. They do. I mean, if you're if you're, I mean, American. If you just to take rugby for example, if you're American going up against a New Zealand guy, you're not gonna go to even challenge him. Wow, they're, brother, they're you're saying, we're saying we're softer and weaker. No, they're not softer. Just they're just, they're they're just. I I mean I mean you just can't beat the Kiwis, mate. That's oh, a terrible South a- or uh, a New Zealand accent. He's big though, and he's also a foot taller than Damian Lillard. And just because you're from Oakland doesn't mean you can Ooh, beat him up. Ooh, Jason Tatum ice in his veins. Um, well, I'm just saying it would it would give you the the sense of bravado that one could take on somebody who was clearly a foot taller than you. The David and Goliath the story. Old, exactly, and we would have seen it play out at midcourt, and it would have been glorious. And I'm telling you, I would have put all my money on Dame Lillard in that situation. That's like you putting your money on the 19-year-old that Ovechkin knocked out. No, no, I, I know better than that. That was just stupid. You went at somebody literally twice your age, you know? That man, Ovi's got old man strength at this point. I don't know why you'd be going after him. But, um, yeah, and what else is going on in the playoffs right now that's kind of got me shocked? Um, oh, uh, Murray for uh, Denver. Whew, what a fourth-quarter explosion. He was playing like poop soup the entire game and then just explode to help lift him. I'm not saying – when I say that it was a uh, – a series-saving or playoff-saving moment. It's not that they're going to advance out of this round. It just means that they've prolonged their playoff life because there's no way the Nuggets could have come back from being down 0-2 or 2-0 with the Spurs taking both games on your home court. There's no advantage you have left whatsoever. Your your better record means nothing when you're going back to San, uh, San Antonio. But I still think San Antonio is going to get uh, – going to – be up 3-1 on, on this series by the time they're going back to Denver. I don't think Denver gets another game in San Antonio. Smoking too much marijuana. Ooh, Denver? Yeah. And that altitude, man, is not good. I mean, well, shout out to San Antonio for the altitude, man. They were able to weather through it and get shout it done. Shout out to Ryan Clark. What was what that for? What? Why are, you, why are you getting mad at Ryan Clark? Ryan Clark, Denver. Shout out to Ryan Clark. Yeah, you can never play in Denver. That's, that a, low, that's a low blow, man. Beta. What are you doing? What? What? <laughs> what is that for? a total unnecessary shot. Uh, I want to see what else we just got going on facts. Uh, Sixers, Nets. The Sixers came back and just kind of put the Nets in their place. That was interesting to watch. I felt bad for them. I'm not going to lie. Same with the Raptors. They exploded. Shouts out to Kyrie. Uh, I mean, Kyle Lowry for finally getting his uh, his first points of the playoffs here. Took him two games, but he finally did it. And then what else do we have? Uh, we got games going on tonight. Won't comment on those. Pistons hanging with the Bucks at halftime. I lied. Pistons hanging with the Bucks at halftime, 59-58, but I don't think that'll last very long. And then you got the Jazz and Rockets that'll be going on after we are done. So NBA playoffs have been very entertaining thus far. I'm not going to lie. Every game, uh, aside from the Milwaukee-Detroit uh, game one, has been relatively interesting, and I've watched the majority of them. If I haven't had to do prior obligations, like when I left during game two and when we had a 31-point lead. But one would think that would, you'd be fine with that. And then all of a sudden, you lose by, what would we lose by, like three or four? Stupid. Oh, very upset. All right. Um, and it looks like the Pacers just threw away the game. 12 seconds left, and Boston's up 94-91 with possession. Not looking too good if you're a Pacer fan. 
All right, that'll wrap up talking points. Let's get on to Tim Brown's stat of the day. The Cincinnati Reds' Joey Votto popped out for the first time in his career to the first baseman. <laughs> what? Damn. Really? Really. Flan does not believe you whatsoever. Yep. Um, That's pretty <laughs> baffling. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tim's just gonna let that one sit there. You gotta let it. You gotta let it marinate. Sure did. Yeah. How many at bats has Joey uh, Joey Votto had in his career? Five thousand six hundred and seventeen at bats in his career, and it's the first time he's ever popped out to first base. That's insane. The first time in his six thousand eight hundred twenty-eight career plate appearances, over one thousand five hundred ninety-two games. What number are you getting that from? I'm on BaseballReference.com right now. I'm on the link that I sent you. Oh, okay. Valid. That, one, that one works too. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. <laughs> Is it thir- thirteen years? He's got five hundred or five thousand six hundred seventeen at bats. That's what I have right here. Oh, but yes, yeah, six thousand eight hundred twenty-five plate appearances. You got me. You got so me. So that's gonna. That's why I don't understand. What's the difference between a bat and a plate appearance? That is a good question. I do not know. Oh, what if it's what if it's like if he was at uh, at the plate when somebody got caught stealing to end the inning? Does that count as a yeah. plate appearance? Yes. Okay. So, yes, yes, yes. but you're yes, gonna yes, yes. You're gonna tell me you're gonna tell me that's happened over twelve hundred times. Twelve hundred times Joey Votto's been at the plate and somebody's got caught stealing on the base pass and robbed him of an at bat. Intentional walks. Ooh, intentional walks would be a good one. Yeah, that that's got to count because they're yeah. just like give him the four. You're done. All right, what I wanted to talk to you guys about because I I heard it on the radio today. Uh, Eighty or oh 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 grave mistake. It's not called that anymore. Oracle Park. Has the Giants considering, they're just contemplating, moving the bullpens from the side of the, uh, you know, from adjacent to the uh, dugouts out into Triple's Alley and bringing the wall in? Are you a fan of this, yes or no? Why not? I'm not a fan of it at all. Why? Why would you want to mess with that stadium? First of all, you 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 had had no problems with this whole batting thing back in the early 2000s when you actually had hitting. That's true. The reason why you don't get you get so mad at the Giants. Well, there's for, also the steroids too. So it doesn't matter. You have, there's it, this team hasn't had any hitting since the Bonds days. They've had just good pitching and defense and this hit and clutch, gap to gap hitting. They haven't had any power on this team since really Bonds or I guess the one season Aubrey Huff was on the team. Oh, raking. <laughs> I mean, it's literally it's it's just it's just an excuse for this front office that can't can't get any hitting or people to hit on the team. Tim, are you a fan? No. Okay. That'd be like Boston saying, and I feel bad for comparing it, but that's like Boston saying, we're going to tear down the Green Monster. No, 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 no. What? Yes, that's yes, Apple. Yes, 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 because yes, the Green yes. Monster has been around for 100 years longer than that, AT, or that, Oracle Park's that, been around. That wall's going to be there for the next 100 years. What? Or, I mean, at, uh, Oracle, at, at AT&T. The brick wall? Yeah. Well, the brick wall, yeah, but you could still cut off a piece of it. I mean, you know, like cut it off with, uh, with nah. fencing. They moved the no. fences at Petco. They moved the fences at Petco. They got it's rid of the hill in, an in Houston. Because you can't, ha- you have a team that can't hit for the last ten years. No, I'm. I know three ballparks for sure that did this, and I'm blanking on the third one that would kind of round out my point. But uh, the Mets. The Mets, yeah. Well, the, the Mets were also really sad too. So the, they're kind no, of no. But this is. But this was all after like one or two seasons of it, not 
how long has it been? Twenty plus years. They had the number one offense from like from like oh one to like oh four oh five in that same exact ballpark. But how many hits actually go out into Triple's alley? Like, is it for you guys? Is it like a uh, symbolic thing where you're like, that's the way the park was designed, that's the way it should be, or is it like you just you just want bigger hit? I mean, better hitting, or like what? Like, if you want to improve your hitting, get better hitting. Don't move the fences in. You can't do both. No, don't do both. You're just ruining the ballpark. What was the last time somebody did this to a ballpark and it ended up looking better than it did before? I would argue Petco or Houston. No, Houston no. got rid of the hill, and I would say I missed the hill. The hill was smart because the, the hill was just stupid. Well, the hill was kind of dope. I thought the hill was kind of dope, especially when you got you know videos of Lance Berkman laying out while he's struggling to crawl up the hill. I know you know what I'm talking about, Tim. But Yes, um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm a fan. Like, cut off Triple's Alley. Throw the dugout in that little garden area. That I mean, the dugout, the bullpen in that little garden area that they have underneath their giant ass eyesore, or not eyesore, but just a giant ass jumbotron. Like, why? I don't, if you're if you're so concerned, why don't you just take a page of the uh, bullpen? Just take a page out of Wrigley Field and put it underneath the bleachers. That's pretty smart too. I mean, I didn't think about that, but uh, it's 4:21 out to out to uh, Triples Alley. It is 3:39 down the left field line. It is 3:99 dead center, and it is 3:09 down the right field line to get to McCovey Cove. What's the, why not bring it in 20 feet? I don't think that's such a big deal. You can still, it it would have to be more than 20 feet, Jeff. You think they would make that part of for, for bullpens for two so bullpens? Bullpen. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying you put the you bring the thing in like 40, 60 feet. No, no, no. What I'm saying is take the space that's underneath the giant jumbotron where the arcade used to be, and they've turned it into like a garden villa, some you know hipster ass place to sit and watch the game or something like that on TVs. Get rid of that. Put a bullpen there, and then put another one where you'd be putting underneath the bleachers that you would then put as you move the fence in, and you could have the underground bleach or the underground bullpen there. But it, you can't. Can well, first of all, I don't think you can put unless you're just having it below where the players can't see any. Because you can't have it behind the because then you're ruining the batter's eye unless you have it right. down low. Right. You're ruining the batter's eye where? You That's can't have anything behind the, the pitcher when you're throwing it. That's why they have the green wall. It's behind underneath the scoreboard. It turns. They have, a, they have advertised during the inning that it turns green. And if you look at any any baseball stadiums, every wall behind the pitcher. Out in center field is black, green, or yeah. Something. So raise the wall a little bit so you have a little bit of a higher wall in center field. You can't field. have you can't it's have anything. Wall. It's not. It's you can't have anything from the when it, from the top of the fence to like however high. You can't have anything there. Unless, unless, unless it's got I think color. you're you're thinking I'm like saying let's put this bullpen on a mound back there. I'm saying you could still have an element of it that goes down in the ground to hide it behind the wall so it's still compliant. I'm just saying take that empty space with the jumbotron <laughs> and then. Take the space that you would put the. Then uh, you've already had people advertising for their stuff in in that area underneath the scoreboard with liquor license, whatever the hell it is. People with liquor, whatever it is. You can move it. If I told you that you're going to be able to add another uh, ten thousand seats, I think they'd do it. Well, it's also a big spot for people to walk. Maybe not to. ten thousand, five thousand. People but. to walk to for a drink and stuff. I mean, it's a pretty big spot, isn't it? I mean, you're, I mean, I don't know. That's they put. They invested a lot of money in that spot too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It became like a hipsterish beer garden type deal. Think, it used to be I an think, arcade. I think it's just. I think if you're doing anything you want, if you're so concerned about it, just move it underneath, underneath the bleachers. Mm. Well, I'm glad that we all agreed on this. So that, that worked but out. But moving well. in the moving the fence <laughs> we is didn't just agree not. At all. I was being facetious, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> you well, two, you two did. Yeah, I was gonna say, geez, yeah, bringing the fence stupid. is stupid. I, this, they, this, they had this conversation since they couldn't hit after the 2010 season, the 2011 season. When they couldn't hit after that World Series year. Like, all the KMBR guys are like, making this argument, bring the fence in, bring the fence in. It's like, well, team hasn't had any hitting. Your, your best power hitter right now is basically uh, Kevin Pillar. 
Oof, that's, or Brennan Crawford. I, as, day, as the days go by, I love that trade so much. I love it so much. All right. Well, Tim, do you have anything else to add on what appears to be a terrible I'm, take on, on my part? Um, yeah, I do. I have a couple things. Okay. Go ahead. Fire them off. Uh, number one, that's really, 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 really stupid. They okay. shouldn't do that. And then um, I'm trying to think. If there's a, oh, yeah. Four really? <laughs> Guess oh, what? okay. Keeping it going. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> now, look what you started, Tim. All right. Nope. Thank you. I appreciate Pouring it. Pouring <laughs> gasoline on the fire. All right, so we're not going to have an Easter episode, so we'll be talking to you again in a week from now, all right? All right, fine. We'll talk about bat flips and uh, managers fighting. Game of Thrones other. recap, too. Oh. oh, I hope you get one today. Yeah, I will. Oh, he's, gonna, yes. he's, got, yes. he's got some explaining to do because I see a, lot, a whole bunch of stuff on the Internet, and I don't get it, and I don't necessarily say I need to need to understand but if it's going to be literally the only thing that's on my Twitter and Instagram feeds, I'm going to need some context. Surprised you haven't watched ever since Big Cow watching said it's awesome. Nope, nope. Surprised you haven't watched I'm it. not a clone like that, man. You know what oh, I did oh, You know okay. what I you know what I did see? You know what I did see get advertised on TV today just because I've had TNT on, well, you know, watching the playoff games, Animal Kingdom. I kind of want to get into that show and I don't know how I'd be able to catch up on it because I remember when it first started and those those teasers were some wild wild shit out there. It's basically like a Sons of Anarchy but like redo you know? No. No biker gang, no. Nah. All right. Well, thanks, Tim. We'll talk <laughs> to you. Game. <laughs> well, we'll talk to you. You're going to hear the you're gonna hear the Game of Thrones recap later. Well, I'll hear it tomorrow on my way to work. All right. Fantastic. About <laughs> how Jeff has no idea what's going on. I don't understand any of this stuff. Why does that guy have a golden hand? That's, I don't that's get like it. Why does that guy got a purple face? Why is... <laughs> Probably because it's cold. Purple and veiny. It's cold, man. There's a lot of snow out there. I'd imagine that's why. All right, no, Tim. It's funny because that guy's in the south where there's no snow. Yeah. Uh, uh, ha, ha, ha. Jokes okay. on you. Whatever. All right. Yeah. I'll, Whatever, I'll, I'll be fine. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Flan. Jeff, have a great, great evening. <laughs> See you, Tim. Love the sincerity. Well, geez, I really thought you guys would be on board with that. I did not no, know that I'm was going to blow up in my face like that. All right. That hurts my feelings, man. Come on. Um, all right, so next up we have the interview with Bethany Cotting. Uh, simply put, Flan, because you were off being very busy with your agent, who's been very, very nice to you with this show. Um, she, I think you were on the way to Coachella. She, simply put, she was too smart for this. Like, I don't know why. She, I'm very, I'm, I'm thankful that she dumbed down to come on the show. But uh, distance runner, got her master's, has studied abroad in Germany, knows I, I'm minimum two languages now, and just it, it, you just got to hear it. And he, without further ado, here, here's Bethany Cotting. And we welcome on Bethany Cotting. Bethany, we had, well, first off, I want to say thank you for taking the time to join us. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. All right, perfect. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Um, yes, I know. Once Flynn and I ran into you and your brother at the bar, that was the next mission was, hey, we, I want to follow through with this. It wasn't just one of those drunk ramblings where it was like, hey, totally, <laughs> totally want to have you on the, on the show. So. Yeah, happy to be here. All right. So we had your brother on last, uh, oh, geez, that was going to be two, three episodes now. Um, uh-huh. And. He biked across America. You were the one who got me onto it because you were posting the stories on your Instagram story. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just as, like, I got insight from Chris being able to 
um, just talked to him about what it, what inspired him to go. It sounded like he just wanted to do something very. I, I don't want to just demean it, but it was, sounded like he wanted to do something kind of prolific and uh, have mm-hmm. something to look back on. And that sounded like one hell of a growing growth experience. Uh, what do you remember from his journey across uh, America and getting those updates? Oh man, um, it was just crazy getting the updates from him. It was a really great way for me to keep updated and then to be able to share that with other people. Um, but the main thing I remember is him sending me a photo of a dumpster and saying that's where he slept the night before. And oh. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so that was omitted um, from our interview. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah. Do, do you remember so what state that was in? Wild. What? Do you remember what state that was in? Um. It was towards the beginning. I can't remember. It was like before he did the warm showers and everything. So, oh, so like the big yeah. city dumpsters where it's kind of gross. Jeez. Yeah, it was, it was gnarly. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, did you think he was going to make it through? I did. I, um, I knew he could do it. I was just worried that if outside forces like weather or anything, that was just super dangerous. But I knew he would be able to, like, do that but I just wanted him to be wise with his whatever decision he made but yeah no doubt that he could do it yeah it sounded like he was having a pretty good go of it even on an old bike I thought that was ridiculous that he went and bought such an old ass bike to do it on and then the flat tire started to pile up on him yeah ridiculous (laughs) okay so Chris demonstrated his um superior conditioning I should say if it's if such distance biking uh you are a distance runner or at least I'm going to give you credit and say that you're a distance runner. How <laughs> Thank many, you. No problem. How many half marathons or marathons have you run in? Um, not too many. My first race was a marathon in Copenhagen, and then I did the San Francisco Marathon, and I did a half marathon in Munich, um, and I did a 50K in um, uh, San Francisco area, and I just 50K? completed it. Uh, yeah, that's 30 miles, but then I did oh, okay. a 50 miler in San Diego in January. So that was Sheesh. super fun. Okay. Yeah. You, you win any of them? Huh? I said, did you win any of them? Um, I got, well, the 50K, I think only four women signed up for it. Um, and I got third place. Metal so. stand. That counts. That counts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does not matter. You got the you got the hardware. All right. What yeah. inspired you to start running? Because, uh, if I remember back in high school, were you a water polo player? Yeah, I did all the swim sports, um, all water sports and everything. I did swimming and diving and water polo. So, yeah, I made the switch. So what what prompted that? um, Just in college, it was just an easy way to work out. And, like, I couldn't run more than two miles for a good good amount of time. And um, just kept at it and met friends who enjoyed running. And it was just a really great community-based um, thing to do, and it was just really fun being able to see my long runs become my short runs and my long runs to become longer. So um, that was just really awesome. So okay, yeah. I mean, it is a little. I'm I'm not gonna lie. On the outside looking in, it is a little weird that somebody would take joy in what most other sports consider punishment. You know, <laughs> so um, yeah. what are some of the similarities that you can you can uh, tell between distance running? and water polo and swimming and all the aquatic sports that you were doing. I mean, one one obviously is going to have a little bit more wear and tear on joints, um, mm-hmm. and, and the other one I feel like is more more uh, of your entire – of an entire body workout, but you could still get that yeah. from running, right? Like, Yeah, you can. You definitely become pretty lean when you run, but um, I would just say, like, the endurance is probably fairly – 
like you have to build up endurance for either of those um, activities. So that would definitely be something that um, is similar for both of those. Yeah. Which one requires more conditioning? That was what I meant to ask, and then I just kind of rambled on that oh. for a second. But yeah, no. Which one? Which one's tougher on the lungs? Would you say? Oh, on the lungs. Um, I would say swimming. I haven't done it in like since the summer, but um, swimming for sure. I I would say that for sure. Yeah. Okay. And have you had any uh, injuries thus far while while on your running adventures? Um, yes. I actually, um, when I was training for my ultra, I had, like, a stiff ankle for, like, about a month out of my race um, before it. And then um, a week prior to my race, uh, my other ankle kind of, um, I would say, like, pinched or something um so I had my sister pick me up actually it was my last long run before my race and I was not about to aggravate it anymore but um I had two like fairly like not prime ankles and then I ran 50 miles and felt amazing during the whole time but um now it's just been um, a bit of recovery from those, but it hasn't been too bad. So, so like a yeah. lot of a lot of resistance band and like training, like kind of strengthening the ankle. Yeah, trying to strengthen the ankle, doing a lot of like calf raises and stuff like that. But um, I think I just amped up the miles too um, too fast. Okay. But yeah, yeah, not too bad overall. So I know people who've like broken bones, like trail running and stuff. So. That's a bit longer, I feel like. Yeah, and I've heard in the past that distance runners, like, I mean, obviously you'd have to do extreme distances, but, like, there's instances, like, where your toenails and stuff will fall off, and I'm just, and you blister up your <laughs> feet, and I'm like, why, people, why? Um, yeah, I'm missing five toenails right now. No! Oh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did yeah. it, so did it, did you have to, like, rip them off, or did they just fall off? Sorry, um, it's getting kind of grotesque. Kinda, like, they kind of just kind of detach. Uh, a few of them are just black and will oh. eventually fall off eventually. So, so you could just um, lie and say, yeah, I painted those a different color. It's just yeah, like, yeah, I was mistaken. Yeah, they've been mistaken as painted, but it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, so <laughs> shifting away from that, uh, you had mentioned earlier that one of your first races that you did was Copenhagen. Um, I know that you had spent time abroad uh, with school. So, a mm -hmm. uh, different place in Germany. But um, at what was your time like in Germany while you were studying abroad? Um, super great. It's really, I've really enjoyed it, just being able to um, expand my comfort zone and just really getting to know other cultures and other people. I think it's an incredible opportunity. I, yeah, I studied abroad in Austria my sophomore year of college, and then I did a fellowship um, after graduating for a year in and so I lived in Germany, which is um, complete immersion, and then came home and worked for a year and then uh, decided to get my master's in Berlin. So I did that. And each um, place I was like able to find like a running community, which was super fun. What did you get your master's in in Berlin? International relations. See, you're too smart to be talking on this podcast right now. So thank you, for, no, thank you for dumbing not. it down. International relations. Okay. Uh, what do you? What, what were some of your favorite or fondest memories of of Berlin? Like, what were some of the uh, historical sites, or just like food, or Oktoberfest, or is there anything that really sticks out that you're just like, man, if I could go back for just that one time, or this one time, I'd do it for that. Oh man, um, I. 
too maybe many. maybe it doesn't have to be just one. Sorry, that was that's kind of putting it in a box. Like, what are some <laughs> what are some of the highlights of the highlights? Like, if some if I was going to Germany, you know, next uh -huh. week, and you're like, you gotta check this out. Okay. Um. Well, a highlight for me, if you're um, into running, I would say join um, Midnight Runners for a Run. That's really what got me like involved in a community in Berlin. It's just people from all over the world. It's basically they describe it as like a party run where we have um, speakers on these like backpacks and just blasting music. And it grew to be like 50 to 70 people running the streets of Berlin for a 10k and every like um 3k we would have these um workout stations and everything so it was a really great community and then afterwards we would all share beer and everything but I just really love the environment and just like um the people of Germany are just really really great um but really so nice people for such an angry language have you noticed that <laughs> like it's just I've I have I have um neighbors that are that are half German and it's just when they speak in German it's like man I could tell you guys love each other but it's just such a forceful and like demonstrative it, yeah I mean I because I studied it I really do enjoy it but um so you fluent. don't want to mess with an angry German for <laughs> sure <laughs> So, so you're, fluent, you're fluent in German then? Um, I would say I was. I can definitely like hold a conversation and understand. And I listen to like German music and watch German shows. But um, I, I used to be. I'm like a little rusty. So could you rattle off a sentence like, wow, I can't believe I'm wasting my time doing this? <laughs> um, let me... Well, I don't want to say that. Okay, then that's fine. Um, that's fine. Okay, you can say whatever think. you can say whatever you want, and then we'll just leave it up to us us guessing as to what what what, what you were trying to say. Okay. Uh, let me think of a creative thing to say. Um. Uh. Yeah, I have a 50 kilometers gelaufen. Also, yeah. Oh, I have no. <laughs> I stand no chance whatsoever with that. <laughs> what, what, I just said I just ran. 50 miles. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Well, thank you. Thank you for the cultural yeah. lesson. I used to try and guess what was being said between uh, my neighbor's mom and him whenever she'd start yelling at him, and I would, I would get pretty good at it the more I hang around with them. Mostly just... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's more, like, con contextual, so definitely just, like, understanding, like, body language as well. Oh, I could definitely helpful. tell when he was getting in trouble for not doing his chores. It was just, yeah. there was a certain tone that went on. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, getting sure. back getting back to Germany, the historical sites... What would you recommend? Yeah, um, I really loved, um, there's, it's just very evident in Berlin, the different um, uh, areas. It's all not, I wouldn't say divided, but you can definitely tell um, more of the multi-culti areas and then the um, more affluent. And each one has like different aspects to it. One fun experience was going to Mauer Park, which is this giant park. Um, that was, uh, they call them flow marks, but it's um, a flea market, basically, and there's just <laughs> so much stuff. It's crazy, but then there's this outdoor auditorium um, or amphitheater, and there's people singing karaoke, and they're handing out, um, like, cold drinks and stuff, and so you just grab a beer and watch people make <laughs> fools of themselves singing this karaoke, just, like, drunk in a park. So. so so it sounds like it's, like, the Eastern European Ireland, almost, in a sense. Just, I mean, not that I've been to Ireland, but from what I've heard friends and family say about it, it's everybody drinking around, singing, having a good time. 
Um, definitely in the summer, for sure. It's definitely more, um, let's go to the park, let's sit in the sun, um, have a, a beer. Um, but it depends on like the season and where you're at, for sure. Okay, I got to take yeah. it here in a historical sense, and then I promise I'll make it a little bit lighter, or I'll try and keep it as light as I can. Yeah. Uh, so, again, this is just, you're too smart to be on this podcast. I'm going to reference <laughs> Family Guy. When they when they're talk, when they go to Germany and, and they're taking the tour and they say, hey, all the years from 1939 to 1945 are cut out, and the guy, you know, responds back, everybody was on vacation. So was there anything in that time that, like, they, they own up to the fact that the Holocaust happened and, like, hey, this was, like, this is a smear on our on our historical, uh, you know, list of things that we've done, but, hey, we've overcome it. We're better people for it now, like, or not for it, but, you know, because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's definitely evident. I mean, especially in Berlin, there is memorials everywhere. It's really interesting. There's tours. Um, so they really recognize that it's a part of their history and, um, uh, yeah, definitely make it, known that they aren't proud of that part but But that it did happen but um they do what i found interesting and you may notice like if you ever go to i don't know if you've been to germany but um (laughs) (laughs) um but what's really fascinating is that there's no german flags flown and when in the u.s like any holiday or just like anywhere that's remotely remotely patriotic there's american flags just oh, anywhere okay. so there's but, no there's um, no german like america like there's no german yeah there's no um no german flags flown only when it's the world cup and as soon as the germans are out of the world cup the flags go away it's really interesting that is interesting hmm. yeah but that's yeah. interesting yeah okay america because yeah. that doesn't make them any less patriotic to love the country that's interesting yeah i think it's um just a pride aspect so um yeah super fascinating to me actually (laughs) or i mean now that i think about it i think that might even be like a just a welcoming type of deal where it's like hey like there's lots to do in germany right like just Mm -hmm. from what you've told me so far like i'm actually you know if i had if i had the k i should just lying around i would uh i would definitely take a trip but uh, oh germany is amazing it seems yeah you don't want to just like and I guess people would get that way, especially knowing what happened back there. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to bring it back to lighter. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so I, I did have one question during your fun run um, that you were talking about, and you said that you guys would run around with backpacks with speakers on. Now, is everybody's... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Um, I was just going to say, so they had um, captains, and there would be, like, two, like, boombox backpacks. And okay, okay. We you would s- sync up, um, and then smaller speakers, and... Um, all the captains would sync up their music and have this like uh, playlist and then we would all join together and like run and it was a great way to see the city because we would run along the river and then pass by the Bundestag or um, just anywhere at the um, Victory Tower so and we would have our stations there where we would do the workouts and everything so it was always like team workouts and just a really cool like you always meet new people and they're all doing the same thing but you come from so many different backgrounds so it's really cool you totally saw where i was gonna go there are you guys really running <laughs> with 50 different songs playing at one time but no right, no they got, got their shit together and it's synced up okay yeah. that's cool uh german music because when i think of it i think there's probably when i when i think of a stereotypical german german song there's three that come to mind there's okay. like there's probably house there's probably a ton of house music over there am i right mm-hmm. yeah okay so like the electric yeah uh second yeah. would be like 
their type of rock and roll seems like it would be like what ours is like metal or like heart, you know, what I'm, like not screamo, yeah. but just a little more aggressive rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. I don't dip into that type of music too Okay, much. but did you hear, did you hear any of it all while you were over there? Uh, this, that's what I'm um, saying. These are totally guesses on what musical stereotypes would be like in Germany. Because the third one is an accordion, you know. This, oh like, yeah, that's yeah. the stereotypical like kind of Oktoberfest kind of deal. Okay. That's only for like certain fests, and if you're like in a small small village where everybody gets um, dressed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. Um, but yeah, then there is like the techno scene. Um, I did go to like a techno club once and it was my first time and I was just like, this is weird. Um, but then there is like, well, for like, if I'm running and listening to music, which I don't do too much, but I'll put on some German like rap or something. Oh, um, okay. How, what is uh, Yeah. She's, well, at least you um, can understand it. I was going to say, because. Uh, uh, not fully. Okay. I don't know if I can understand a lot of like American like English rap, but um, uh, yeah, it's pretty intense for sure. I actually had to do a project for one of my classes on um, analyzing a German song, and we chose a German rap. And there is a lot of um, political topics that they talk about. At least I've noticed in some of their songs, but also it's your typical like drug sex and rock and roll kind of thing yeah, so, yeah. But i was gonna say yeah. there's really only so each genre only provides so much that you could talk about you know country yeah, music. i'm gonna t- i'm gonna take a stab here at country music but there's only like 10 things that they talk about there you know like trucks yeah. tractors a girl lost my a, dog a do- yeah, yes a dog thank you you know exactly where i'm going with yeah that. occasionally the barbecue stain on your white t-shirt uh, yes. yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, what what food wise uh nice transition there um what is there to eat in germany lots of sauerkraut um, yeah, there is sauerkraut. I really, <laughs> the one thing they don't have to eat is um, burritos, like Mexican food. Oh, no. It was no. something I missed terribly. So but, they don't even um, know what the concept of a burrito is? Like, did you show them no, how to wrap stuff in a tortilla? Actually, they don't. I went to a Mexican food place and got a burrito, and I was just like, mm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't consider it. But, yeah, but, um. It was, yeah, it was lacking. But overall, they have so many different, well, at least in Berlin, being so international, there's a ton of, like, um, Middle Eastern food, just, like, um, kebabs and everything like that. It's That's their, like, kind of street food, which is delicious. Um, but then they have, like, the wurst and um, fries and stuff. So and that's, like, your go-to on the run kind of food. But other than that, there's, like, so many different options but when I was living in mines it was definitely more traditional like there, there is a lot of bread in Germany so a ton a lot of bread a lot of bread oh okay so no gluten-free yeah. diets over there um I think no I think it'd be a little hard I know like the more like the bigger cities it's definitely more uh, available but I wouldn't bet on it any similarities between what you notice um as to like I don't, I don't want to say, like, social justice, but, like, a socially conscious, um, social consciousness, like, how, how, it, how it's so, like, thrown out there in your face in America, whether you go online or you walk down the street, you'll see some type of protest and whatnot. Is Germany equally like that as well? Um, yeah, in terms of, like, protests and stuff, I, I would say there's definitely that. I think it depends on where you're living, and, again, like, I'm just one person with these one experiences, but, um, but we're looking at you I, for your experiences. So you, yeah, you go ahead, speak on the remember. entire country, speak on behalf of the entire country, please. 
yes, on behalf, no. Um, I, I do remember just like running into these protests and and trains or public transportation being shut down because of certain um, protests happening. So it does happen a lot and people are pretty vocal and outspoken, but it does um, just depend on uh, where you're at. Like Berlin is pretty liberal, whereas I was living in Mainz before. And um, although I think it's a college town, I think it's a little uh, more conservative than Berlin. So I lived in both places for approximately a year. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Did you go to any uh, Bundesliga games? Um, I, I believe I did when I was in Austria. And I think that was eight years ago. I was in Munich, but I don't think it was like um, the main... Oh man, I uh, I don't think it was it was at the Bayern Stadium, but it okay. wasn't Bayern playing. But it wasn't so. Bayern. Okay. I know that was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, well, that or uh, Brescia Dortmund would have been a good one to go to. I think if I yeah no correctly. I yeah I totally didn't go to any of those. I it's so fun though watching like the World Cup there like oh the did it just shut down the streets? Packed. Yeah. It's just all these, there's just cafes along all the streets and everyone has a like giant screen TV and you're just sitting outside and everyone's just glued to the TV and um, you just hear people cheering like all down the street. It's awesome. It's just a really fun atmosphere. I would be interested to see the differences between how receptive Germany is. Although granted, when Flan and I went out to France uh, junior year of high school and we did Mm -hmm. some stuff with Father Alvin at the time. And the, oh, nice. the World Cup was going well. Yeah, uh, it was it was really <laughs> nice actually. Um, I, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so the World Cup was going on, and like we're out in Lourdes, which isn't you know France, France. It's like yeah. it's it's um, it, you know religious or wise. Uh-huh. But um, just the reception that it got from people just paying attention. It seems like it just shuts down everything. And so whether it was France, whether it was the United States, whether it was Germany, and I don't know if it the same goes for Germany, but it just it shuts down and everybody just becomes completely glued to the TV screen for two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's World Cup seri- like season. It's so fun. Um, How salty yeah, did they get when they lost? Like, yeah, like there was the Staten Island in um, Berlin where that at the um, Brandenburger Gate, um, they would just shut down the whole street and there would be this big... Um, projection of the game and it was just like so fun okay so but that's like, like hundreds wh- of people just l- in the middle of the street watching this game yeah i okay so that's that like when they do the cutaways to the to the home country fans and they're watching and they're waving uh yeah waving confetti they're lighting flares and i mean you know just doing <laughs> all sorts of crazy shit that's not safe yeah but in it's the name wild of, yeah okay <laughs> well um so it sounds like you had a hell of a time out there and I, yeah. I think it's easy or it's safe to say that if you were given the chance to go back, it's 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, yeah, for sure. I recommend um, cultural exchange or just experiences like that to anyone. And I would for sure go back. I'm happy to be where I'm at now, but um, would definitely love to go back at some point. OK, last question. And we're going to get real, real deep here. OK. How did it change you as an individual? Oh, yeah, that's good. Heavy. Um, I would just say it just being abroad, you are able to just ex- like I think I mentioned earlier, just expand your comfort zone. You just really are able to take um, pride in what you're able to accomplish. And I've just loved being able to come out of things and be like, 
I didn't know I could complete a whole interview in German and I just did that. And um, it gives a, a feeling of just confidence in your abilities. And not that I was never like not confident. I think I was just more um, prone to not push for things. I don't know. But um, I just know that I am more capable of just really anything. So it's I think that's been also shown in running ultras and stuff like that like yeah I can live abroad or yes I can run 50 miles so um just seeing that what you thought wasn't um something you could potentially do like just making it happen so yeah Jeez, well it's one thing to live on your own but to go and live on your own in another country that, you know, yeah. oh, oh, by the way, Let it's on the other you. side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Government working to get like visas and working with the government system in Germany is no, <laughs> not easy. An American? What are you doing here? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Bethany, for taking the time. Um, I know I joked about it often, but yeah, you're, you're really too smart to be on this podcast. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So, yes, thank you to Bethany Cotting. She was clearly too smart, but also very uh, humble, and uh, we, we appreciate her taking the time. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If you didn't, too bad. It happened anyway. Um, look forward to bringing you more interviews as we continue on. Uh, if you have any suggestions of people that you'd want to have interviewed and you think that we have enough clout to reach and they want to dump down and come have a conversation with us, feel free to drop off the suggestions in the uh, on the Instagram page. What is so important that you're watching that? I'm not watching anything. Okay, good. All right, um, but Flan, we got to dumb this down a little bit more. Uh, do you remember last year during the playoffs when we used to put teams to rest? Yeah. I think it's time to put some more teams to rest. Uh, oh, ho, ho, moment of silence. Not really. No, 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 no. Cue the music. Mr. Flanagan. Yeah. Did you know in the NHL playoffs, well, because you've been watching so much of them, that we had not one, but two teams get eliminated yesterday. Did we? The Pittsburgh Penguins? Pittsburgh Penguins, dead, gone, gone forever, not in this playoffs anymore. Sid the Kid, your legacy, trashed. You guys got swept by the New York Islanders for nothing with a three to one loss Ooh. the other day, yes. Oh, oh, Lord. Rest in peace to Derek Rubio. Oh, you missed You mean Ricky Rubio? Wherever. His ankles. And then the next one that's really, really huge here. The Columbus Blue Jackets sweeping the number one overall seed in the entire NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay, hang your head. You fucked yourself royally, all right? You disappointed your entire fan base. You sent out some little shitty tweet talking about how you knew that it was amazing or uh, that you were in shock that it happened, but it did. You guys got swept. I can't believe it. Two sweeps right there in the first round of the NHL playoffs. I don't think everybody else is still alive. The Sharks are on the verge. The Sharks got one foot in the grave. They play tomorrow at 7 in uh, at San Jose. The uh, Golden Knights are up 3-1 to one in that series, so we have an eye out there. We really don't want to put the Sharks down because as playoff Sharks fans, we want to see them keep going until they disappoint us at the appropriate time. This just seems like it's a little too early. But yes, as of right now, Tampa Bay Lightning, dead, gone, gone forever, in the ground. Aaron Hernandez, gone forever. Uh, and then the next one, the Pittsburgh Penguins, even more dead. Gone. 
forever. No more. No right. All right. So there we go. We put them to rest. And uh, may they, I would say rest in peace, but it's just going to be despair because you're wondering what happened and what went wrong. Two franchises, I thought they had it right. Lost. Lost. All right, now it's time for winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. First up on the winners, losers list for this episode of the podcast, Flan, the American Alliance of Alliance of American Football, whatever the hell they call themselves, the AF, the AAF, has officially applied for bankruptcy, or however they do it, declared bankruptcy. You gotta remember that from the office. I declare bankruptcy. bankruptcy. A great scene. Uh, I saw a Tube City clip today that made me laugh. Just I'd compromise because Michael wanted to put <laughs> tubes all around with uh, baby hamsters. <laughs> yeah, you owe me one. Tube City. All right, uh, yeah, first up on the winner's losers list, the AF has officially declared bankruptcy, and it turns out they owe nine plus or over nine million dollars. Makes sense. Ridiculous. Who's going to save them? Uh, not many. Not <laughs> nobody. Nobody. So it's a loss, right? They're losers. Definitely. Yeah, definite losers. losers. All right. Next up on the winner. That's self-explanatory. Next up on the winner's losers list, we have newly hired Pelicans David Griffin saying that there is a possibility that Anthony Davis could, in fact, stay. Winner or loser? Loser, trade him. We can get the most value from him right now. All right, that's trade him while you can get the most value. I like that. I would have said loser just based off of the fact that he wore a shirt that said "That's all, folks." Last game of the season, and you would think, mm, don't read into that too much. But Wait, can, I make, can I make one comment about that? Yeah, he went on LeBron's show and said, um, "I my own, I control whatever I want to do." Mm. And he comes on saying he has a T-shirt and he doesn't pick out his T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Somebody else picks it out for him. It's a very uh, hypocritical, hypocritical. Sounds like there's a big. It sounds like I mean he he lives uh, on his own in New Orleans, and it sounds like he's more of a kid than I am. I live in my parents' house, and I'm 27. You're 27, no 26. 26. Woo! I'll be 27 when I leave, though. Oh, okay. Goals. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. You're old as shit, man. I don't turn 26 yet. Um, Yeah, you got like three weeks. A little bit, a little bit of time. Yeah, and then we start to, and then it gets real sad. But hey, I got health insurance, so we're good to go. Nice. Not as, not as sad as I was going to be. Okay. So that's always a plus. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that it's over. If Regardless of if Anthony Davis actually dresses himself or not, the that's all, folks, would have been, you know, especially after you had requested a trade halfway through the season that helped really, you know, break down the entire uh, Laker season, as well as totally, totally put the kibosh on anything that could have happened with the Pelicans. Uh, that's a definite. Loser move right there. Next up on the winners losers list. Did you see the video of D Wade enjoying retirement? D Wade, oh like yes, a basic bitch chugging a giant bottle. Oh, not giant, just a bottle of wine in a uh, what do we call that? Sheesh. <laughs> in a golf cart. That's the word I'm looking for. D Wade drinking wine at a in, in a golf cart and just pounding it, pounding it straight from the bottle. He's enjoying retirement. I want to know what his uh, what his round was after that. Because I guarantee I'd give it about a hole before that kicked in. <laughs> so, and then I wonder what the scores were looking like after that. Can we can we give D-Wade the W? W. Winning. He's winning retirement right now. He's only been at it for a week. He only knows it for about a week, but he's still winning at it right now. <laughs> this one's good. Next up on Winners Losers, we have Russell Wilson's contract extension. And while that might get Flan's blood boiling, what I am questioning is did you see the video that Russell Wilson posted after signing his contract. 
He's a hypocritical bitch. Whoa, whoa. Again, what do we have wrong? Oh, it actually. What did the future say that he needs to tell? He told Russell Wilson to to be the man in the family and tell uh, Sierra to be quiet. Oh. Because he's. I think he just gets. He does whatever Sierra wants. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, On Futures team. I want to see. Where can I find this? Oh, yes. Here we go. I found the video. And so Russell Wilson with about three to four chains on. Clearly post-coital, so congrats on the sex there with Sierra laying up on his shoulder. Uh, it's his, this is after he signed the contract extension. It says, all caps, Seattle, period. Let's get it. That's not in caps, period. At Seahawks, hashtag, go Hawks. And I just want to know, when have you ever heard Russell Wilson sound like this? It, it, what happened to Russell Wilson? Hey, Seattle. We got a deal. <laughs> Go Hawks. Go Hawks. I'm going to see y'all in the morning. Good night. Time for y'all to go to bed. Finally, you can go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him so much. What the hell happened there, man? Go look up Russell Wilson post-game press conferences. And first off, that guy will just bore you to death and death by a thousand paper cuts with his dull-ass words. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be annoyingly optimistic about what's going to happen here, even though the team's going to run the ball for three straight quarters then depend on me to bring him out of nothing in the fourth quarter. And it's very frustrating, but I can't voice my frustration. All about him. All about him. Always has been. I'm just saying, man, when, where did that voice come from? Is that what happens after he busts a nut? He just drops a couple uh, volumes there? He just, just all is about whoop. him. All of a sudden, I could t- it's like, where, where, where was that, you know? And it's funny because I was listening to Bomani Jones talk about it too, and he just goes, "Look up Russell Wilson's first wife, who allegedly cheated on him with Golden Tate, and then look at really? and then look at uh, look at Sierra. I mean, he definitely upgraded, but there was definitely a um, a cultural undergoing that Russell Wilson is currently going. I think long gone are the days of the Hawaiian shirt with the jeans and the uh, dad New Balance. You know, the dad at the cookout New Balance. This man is donning chains, shirtless." Channeling his inner Barry White, uh, talking about how everybody needs to go to bed because apparently it's time for the grown-ups to have some time to themselves, uh, and then he's ready to get after it in the morning with the Seahawks. The whole the whole thing caught me off guard when I saw that video. I was just like, "What? What did I just see?" I wasn't exactly sure. So again, W because congrats on the sex, uh, but lost because Flan doesn't like you, and for some reason we're gonna go with that, right? Loser because Flan doesn't like him. Yes. But winner. Because, yeah. All right. Uh, next up on the winners, losers list, we have the San Diego. Oh, <laughs> check myself before I wreck myself. The Los Angeles Chargers are bringing back the powder blue uniforms. Quite possibly the greatest uniforms in all of sports. For certainly all of football. I'll say that as a Steeler fan, too. Those are gr- They shit all over the, kill- uh, the uh, Bumblebee uniforms that the Steelers tried to rock the, a couple years back. The powder blues, man. They, it's officially... Their full-time look, and I'm telling you, I love it so much. LA is actually about to have some pretty, let me sound super white, swaggy gear. Did you poke yourself in the eye? No, just two on. Okay. Because uh, you got the Rams bringing back the classic look, and now you got the Chargers bringing back the classic look. <laughs> jersey is going to look. I'm, I might go buy me a Chargers jersey. Actually, no, that's a lie. I won't buy a Chargers jersey. But it'll be definitely, it'll be nice to look at while while they're playing. They're uh, nice jerseys. They're like very them. nice jerseys. So, good for the Chargers. W. I'm going to give them a giant W right there. All right, next up on the winners-losers list, we have Demarius Thomas to the New England Patriots. W. You're saying W? Yes. Why? He's, bro- or, uh, he's injured, man. When will he be back? Yeah, I think, what do you have, like a ruptured Achilles? 
I have no idea. Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this here on the old Google machine. Demarius Thomas signs with the Pats. We know. And, okay, this website killing me. Anyway, had the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Achilles. If not, it was a lower leg injury. Very serious lower leg injury. It was either the Achilles or the ACL, one of the two. And, I mean, this is, like, right on par for the Patriots brand, man. Let's get a good, let's get a uh, above-average talent at a discount price because either A, attitude issues, B, some injury questions, or C, just hasn't been producing like we know they can, and the Patriots are able to jump on it, and I'm frustrated because they open up the season a Sunday night against the Steelers, and I swear to God if Demarius Thomas goes off for like 100 yards, I'm going to hate myself for the next two weeks until we go down to Santa Clara, and then it'll just be renewed with another false sense of optimism. <laughs> but the uh, the week one game I'm looking I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm hating it right now but I'll talk myself into it as we get closer to it happening so W for the Pats signing Demarius Thomas interesting okay and then last up on the winners winner winners losers list I have braids just braids in general why not because your boy's trying to grow some by the end of the summer we'll see how that goes uh, I'm saying because Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics currently out hurt right now. I think they might be extensions because if you saw when he got hurt, his hair wasn't really that long to get braided, but he's got a dollar sign in his braids nice. on top of his head. I thought that was pretty cool. And we are watching the Rockets right now. Gerald Green, another one that has notoriously played around with designs in his braids. He's had stuff like the wagon wheel, uh, the Houston Rockets logo, just the R going through the rim. Ooh, James Harden looks like he took a shot to the face. Sucks. Sucks to suck. Son. L. So L for the braids? Yeah. What? Man, I'm saying 50-50 because the braids is cool. Let me say the braids is cool, man. Uh yeah, no, I like the I like the design. I I saw when I was working out today, I was like, hmm, that's pretty cool. Let's see if I remember that. And I did. So that's dope. All right. Uh last up as we wrap things up here, it is time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. And as uh, on brand as we are here, just whip out the phones and take a look at the uh, the old Twitter machine and see what it's got to say. Uh, I don't see nothing on the Twitter. I have I have two notes here that we will speak about, but I want to see if there's anything we can get out of the way first. Excellent production. Here you go. Oh, here's everything you need to know about the PlayStation 5. They're coming out with the PlayStation 5. Did not know that. Breaking news. It's supposed to be like a crazy new upgrade. Like Really? They're, they're, they're not going to release until like 2021 because they need to give like the game developers like a year to get used to this Time thing. Time to get caught up. Yeah. Because they get, it's like it's like completely just like ge- like generationally changing everything. Oh, but not so fast in my lead Corso voice, which I cannot do. Uh, Microsoft has announced that they will be doing a disc-free, all-digital Xbox console. That's probably what they're doing, too. Next level. That's probably what PlayStation's doing, too. Next level. All right, let me look at this real quick. Here's everything you need to know. A true generational shift tends to include a few foundational adjustments. PlayStation Next Generation console ticks all those boxes. I think PlayStation would be smart to keep the disc in there, just in case for the DVD part of it. People might just buy it for DVDs and games. When you do just the digital, nobody... Mm. 
in in development for the past four years. Will not release in 2019. Developments kits being deployed. More powerful CPU, GPU, which is you know computer ray trans tracing support and 3D audio, whatever the hell that means. PS virtual reality and 8K support. <laughs> we were moved on from 4K already. Jesus. SSD support will have disc PS4 backwards compatible. So good for PlayStation. That's dope. And then the information on Microsoft. That's all digital. So I mean, I mean, I've been buying games off the Xbox Marketplace. You don't need to. I don't even. I think I have like three hard hard copies of actual video game discs now. It's just all digital. So get with the times and get left behind. You know what mm. I'm saying? All right. Speaking of getting with the times, Flan, we had you on last pop culture update. And we got an update mid mosh pit uh, about Coachella. I don't remember this. I was gonna say, could you tell us what happened after that? Do you not? You don't remember? I don't know. I guess you said it was during a little pump set, which was fun, but I don't know what happened after. Yes, that. we answered the phone, and or you answered the phone, and we heard you're such a you know I love it, and you sang that about two or three times, and then you told us that you're. In the middle of mosh, you can mosh pretty hard, so you gotta go. And then it was toot toot toot, and the phone hung up. That's what we got. So is that juggling any juggling nope. anything back there? No. Nope. nope. All right. Uh, what do you remember from Coachella? I remember a lot of this. It was just a lot of fun. YG set was sick. Little Pump, our Gucci Gang set was sick. Wiz Khalifa was sick. Kid Cudi. There's a band called the Interrupters that was cool. Another one called the Freights that kind of just stumbled into that was cool. Um, I was going to say, did you discover any new music while you were yeah. over there? Yeah. yeah. Stuff um, that you were bumping on the plane ride back? I wasn't bumping on the plane ride back, but I'm like a phantom now. Like if I hear their name coming around town, I might go check them out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, what else did we see? Pusha T was dope, too. Um, King Push. The funniest thing about Pusha T is he comes out on his stage, it's, and he just has a big, just Coke rock right in the middle. Mm. and <laughs> So that's where he stands upon. Do we think it's real? It's not real. Oh, it's not real? Okay. If it was real, you'd be paying probably $10 million for that amount. You'd probably get $10 million for that amount. Um, Flip a brick. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it's a pretty awesome trip. Okay. I'm very happy I did. Definitely going back next year. 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend. 12 out of 10. 12 highly, out of 10 recommend to a friend. We'll go again. Highly Interesting. Would recommend. But right. if you're not really into crowds, it's not really a thing. If you're not for a people you. person. If you get intimidated by large crowds and yeah. you don't like to get dehydrated, or you oh, there's, there's a DJ named Griffin who I liked, and he was he was awesome live. He had a whole thing. He had a whole DJ set, then he brought out uh, like a basically a whole like symphony, and he was basically the he did everything. It was he didn't do everything, but he had people playing, and it was just the live music along with what he had from his DJ set was pretty awesome. Vibes. Yeah. Nothing but vibes. Uh, who was the guy that you said made the trip again, Zoe? Was that there was, uh, your new friend? Zoe, Bob. Shout out Zoe. Shout out Bob. Uh, Anthony Stewart. Shout out Anthony Stewart. Um, there's other people, too, but I can't remember right now. And shout out to all the other people that play and can't remember. Thank you for making it a memorable fun, Coachella. Fun time. Can't wait to do it next year. Memories. Okay. Lastly, on the pop culture update, you made time to see Game of Thrones, yes. clearly. And I'm seeing nothing on the interwebs. The Twitter twatter, the Instagram fam, and even on Snapchat it's made its way on there with the different filters and whatnot. Game of Thrones. And while I have no real interest in what's going on, because I haven't been watching... You know what's my favorite thing on the internet, too, is seeing people, I'm part of the 1% that must not watch Game of Thrones. Okay, I've seen that so many times, it's not the 1% anymore. You're we're probably, one of the losers. We're probably like in the in the 3 to 5, right around that range, because it's no longer 1%. Or 
Although, granted, how many people watch it? You, it it's going to be a single-digit number. I, f- I promise you that for sure. But it's not 1%. Stop saying that. That meme's played out. Grow up. What's up with this kid in the wheelchair, Flan? Um, he is, like, the most powerful human being in the world. <laughs> really? I heard he got hucked from a balcony way back in one of the seasons and was, like, never heard from again. Am I getting no. that correctly? No? He's been he's been around? He's been around. He went up north, and uh, there's this thing called a three-eyed raven. And he became the three-eyed raven, which he can basically see anything and everything that's going on at that moment. And he can travel all the way back in time to where there was nothing in the world. Oh, wow. And he can relive different experiences and know. But he's still a cripple. He's a cripple, yeah. But he, he knows everything. and he, He's the smartest person. He knows everything. He, um, yeah, he, yeah, he's like basically just a, a human library. So he's gonna be he's gonna be fucking with that dude that hucked him off the balcony hardcore. Well, the funny thing is that guy just showed up, and you probably saw a video where the guy turns around and he sees the guy in the wheelchair. And he's just awkwardly staring at him yeah, for about twenty the, seconds. The last time he saw him was when he hooked him off the uh, the, the uh, tower. Because he was tagging his sister, right? Yeah, that was about eight. Well, I don't know how long ago in Game of Thrones that was, but that was that episode aired back in twenty eleven. Okay, but yeah, long time when we graduated high school. Yeah. Wow. That's how old the show is. Yeah. Jeez, man, it's pretty odd. It's one of the. It's, it's probably the best show I've ever watched. And then we now have a new quote that every girl will use for any Instagram photo, Tinder, yeah, Bumble, if, Hinge if, profile. If you want a queen, earn her. If you want a whore, buy her. And then she just walks away and then just tells the guy to come into his room, mm. her room. So he didn't even have to buy. Dan's body just kind of stood there, and then about a minute later, she just turns around and he walks in. So, so it's like, didn't wasn't really a queen. Chicks everywhere will be posting that in their dating applications, blah, 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 all that other stuff. And dudes everywhere will continue to stand there in silence and hope that somehow there's well, just a telekinetic message that says, that, let's have sex. If you put that sex. in your bio, then, yeah, then it's just like, I'm not, you don't earn me. You don't have to earn <laughs> me. Yeah, but I, think, I think we can affirmatively say any chick that puts that as an Instagram caption or in their dating profile, you for surely do not have to earn her. And you don't have to buy her, but you don't have to earn her. Okay? Shouts out to all the really nice you know, ladies out there. Even if you do watch Game of Thrones. Just not a, not a big fan myself. All right. That'll do it for us. Flan, do you have any announcements? Thank you for playing Hurt today. No, I'm good. 80%. My ass. More like 85. Don't sell, don't sell yourself short. Maybe 84. I don't know. Can't go too low. All right. Uh, so before we sign off, I just want to say shouts out to Snow Xavier, friend of the show. Hasn't really He's avoided us all all, season, all basketball season because he's a Laker fan, and Lakers have just been sorry. And uh, same with LeBron. But he has been working hard. He's been releasing new music. He has a new video up called Slide. He just released it on Monday. I don't know. He released it. He released it earlier this week. I don't know the exact date, but I know when it popped up. I liked it. I liked it for social media purposes, but I also nice. like. I liked what he's doing. Uh, so we are gonna use that as the outro music this week. This is Snow Xavier's new song "Slide." Make sure you check him out. SoundCloud, wherever you get your music. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. All you do, all the good stuff. Make sure you let him know. Hey, dude, we heard your music on the podcast, and he'll love that. And then it also. It'll lessen the burden with him knowing that I'm using his music. Although he totally lets us do it because we're homies. But he's, he's been avoiding us because he's ashamed of his uh, Okay, wrap it up. Wrap okay. it up. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. For the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Niggas talking, I'ma walk, don't worry about it. Yeah. 
setting trenders. Niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Moving silence. I don't speak upon the violence. Woo. Up you with that. Pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static. Talk your shit and drop your address. Woo. We got time today, so check your rollie in your paddock. Yeah. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Yeah. Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Woo, woo, woo. Cop car next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Yeah. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Hey. Office smelling that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. Hey. My shit in the whip blasting. Open doors and go Casper, nigga. Hey. 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 I'll feature like Jasper. Yeah. Hit that bit with a multi-milli after. Yeah. I remember what y'all broke niggas said backwards. Yeah. Burning bridges with some niggas in this backwood. Boom.